Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here on Friday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures down three quarters of a cent at 5.45 and three quarters. May soybeans are down two cents at 14.12 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat down a half cent at 6.12. May Kansas City wheat down one and three quarters at 5.65. May spring wheat is down a half cent at 6.17. If you guys are listening on the podcast, really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, help this channel to grow. A couple of housekeeping notes here today. Uh, on Monday, I'll be doing my USDA preview episode and this episode is going to be uh, sponsored by CME group actually and I've done a ton of work with CME over the years you know back when I worked in Chicago um, uh, before I moved you know several years ago uh, I did a lot of of live market reports from the floor for CME I did a lot of their uh, panels regarding USDA reports and all that sort of stuff and I'm still doing a lot of work with CME even though I'm not in Chicago anymore but uh, they're going to present this episode and it's going to be a preview of the report I'm going to talk a lot about the volatility that's typically um, associated with this report and then I'm going to discuss some of the uh, option products that CME offers specifically the weekly options and the short dated new crop options uh, both of which I think are it's really good for uh, farmers and growers to, to be aware of of the products that are available I think there's there's a pretty good awareness among the customers that I work with at least regarding you know short dated new crop options and weekly options but there are probably a lot of people who are not uh, familiar with the exact specifics here so this is going to be kind of a combination of a preview of the report and you know some of the ways that you can hedge risk ahead of the report and this will again be uh, sponsored by CME so I'm real happy to do that uh, with them and then as always guys if you need some additional help uh, from me go to my website it is www.standardgrain.com go to that website click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right hand corner uh, for $49 a month I'll send you my morning email which goes out every business day at 6 30 a.m central time I'll send you my text message service uh, I now offer subscriber only videos and content which are being sent out uh, I don't know, two, three, four times a week, depending on the week, I guess. And it's it's really kind of grain marketing intensive type stuff. Uh, you know, capture and carry, uh, cash grain marketing, all that sort of stuff that I can't really talk about um, on the podcast or the YouTube video. So if you're interested in, in some of that additional content, certainly give this deal a shot. To get into the headlines here this morning, um, there are additional acreage estimates emerging ahead of next week's report. Uh, the, the Newswire polls are out. Uh, the Reuters poll, on average, traders expecting corn acreage at 93.2 million. Soybean acreage expected right about 90 million, 89.99. So those numbers are largely in line with what we've seen recently. I'll talk more about these estimates on Monday, but in general, you know, 93 and 90, 92 and 90, depending on who you ask, USDA was 92 for corn and 90 uh, for beans and their ag outlook for them. So I'll talk a little bit more about this on Monday. Last week's corn export sales were the second largest on record. Uh, total sales for the week, 4.48 million metric tons of old crap corn. That's 176 million bushels. They were only smaller than the number that we saw in late January, which was over 7 million metric tons. Uh, last week's Chinese purchases were largely responsible for that big number, which was mostly expected. Uh, U.S. exporters have now sold more than 98% of USDA's uh, target for the marketing year. 
They've only shipped about 49% of what's been sold. So you've got two different issues here. I mean, the sales are fantastic. Uh, in, in regard to sales, you would think, yes, USDA without a doubt has to raise that export number. In regard to shipments, I mean, I suppose you could still make the argument that some of these sales are ultimately canceled or switched. But in any case, I'd make the argument that the market has already discounted a much larger export number. You know, USDA's most recent carry out projection for US corn uh, this year was like 1.5 billion bushels. The market, in my opinion, has probably already discounted a number closer to 1.2. And, and that's largely because we should see uh, a larger export number, I would imagine. I think that's what the trade is is working with, at least. Recent rains in Argentina have helped to prevent further crop losses there. The Grain Exchange said this week, rains during the last week interrupted the progressive deterioration of soil moisture conditions in northeast Argentina. And that goes for some other areas as well. Uh, the exchange and, and the weather forecasts call for more rain, some more moderate temperatures during the next week. Uh, soybean harvest is quite a bit behind in Argentina, 7% complete versus 16 last year. Uh, speaking of Argentina, there was some trade chatter yesterday suggesting that uh, U.S. companies may import soybean oil from Argentina. This is probably easier said than done, but uh, that sort of talk could be responsible for yesterday's decline in soybean oil prices, uh, maybe also in the bean market to some extent. There's been talk that, you know, some of these commercial entities don't really have much bean oil to speak of for uh, the second half of the year, despite the fact that we've been crushing beans in the U.S. at a record pace. There's a lot of issues that come along with this uh, process or, or proposed process of, of importing uh, bean oil from Argentina. First off, they're, they're going to have a light crop. Um, harvest is late, and farmers have been light sellers of beans in Argentina, uh, relatively speaking. So there's some issues here. We'll see if uh, we hear anything additional this week. World wheat values continue to decline. Crop conditions in both the U.S. and the Black Sea region have improved in recent weeks uh, quite a bit. So we've seen a, a fairly substantial decline in export prices. I think Russian prices have, have declined about 8% uh, from where they peaked in January, and the U.S. market has followed suit. So a pretty good decline there. Cattle market uh, was able to finish higher yesterday. Uh, marginal gains in the in the fat cattle, uh, some better gains in the feeder cattle, and also in the hog market. Cash cattle has perked up just a little bit this week. There was some cash at 115 in the south. Uh, Packer bids yesterday 115 and supposedly up to 116 yesterday afternoon. We'll see if some additional cash trade develops here. Uh, that feeder cattle index still awfully soft here, 134.86 yesterday. The box beef market was up. The outside markets um, this morning we have the Dow Jones up 130 points. The S and P's up about eight. Uh, gold and silver are mixed. We've got the U.S. dollar just a little bit higher. Uh, bonds are down more than a full handle. Big decline there. That market's really been under some pressure here. Crude oil's up a buck twenty-four fifty-nine seventy-nine in the uh, May WTI contract. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Um, I'll talk to you on Monday morning.